You're listening to Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Bloomberg Quick Takes Tim Stenovic on Bloomberg Radio. Well, he's the director of the Amazon Prime documentary Blockchain City, also the upcoming film Bitcoin Dilemma, also an author of several books. It's Ian Kahn, technology futurist, documentarian, author, joining us on the phone from Toronto. Ian, thanks so much for, for joining us on Bloomberg Business Week. How you doing? I'm doing well. Hey, thanks for having me. And today I'm actually in Princeton. Oh, you're close by. Great to hear. Um, well, yeah, next time we're going to have to get you in, in the studio here uh, at, at Bloomberg headquarters. Ian, I, I wanted to talk a little bit uh, about sort of start at the top here because we're lucky. We have quite a few minutes with you today. Um, sure. Explain blockchain and the promise that you think it offers. Well, blockchain, I, I think, is the most uh, confused technology. But really, it's for me, what blockchain significa- signifies is peace of mind. That's how I equate that technology to a result, peace of mind, because it takes care of trust issues. It takes care of hacking. It takes care of data protection. It takes care of a lot of things that traditionally we have been unable to do with databases and computer technologies that we've had. And that's what blockchain does in a very complicated way. Yes, it's been defined as a ledger in the sky and it's a, 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 an immutable ledger of records. But, but hey, I, I love the simplified definition, which is peace of mind technology, something that creates trust and enables trust. Give me a more tangible example than that, something that you think has been improved by blockchain technology or, or will, near, will very soon be improved by the blockchain. Of course, uh, there's many, many different use cases of blockchain. I love the ones that, um, uh, that are happening in the food industry. Uh, Australian beef exports are about uh, the fake Australian beef exports, counterfeit ex- ex- Australian beef mm-hmm. exports are about $2 billion uh, industry. And uh, th- these foods, we don't know what the origin is, but they're scant as Australian beef. Uh, there's a company, uh, I believe, uh, Beef Chain, that's trying to solve this problem by certifying beef that originates from Australia. It's stamped at the beginning of the process of export and you can scan the package at the grocery store and, and, and see the whole journey that this packet of beef has taken. There are examples such as Walmart is doing something with, uh, with produce tracking uh, and uh, lettuce tracking, and it's got uses when you're tracking the spread of uh, diseases like uh, salmonella or any other contamination of food. Uh, there's examples from the logistics industry where transportation of certain types of uh, equipment or goods or vaccines, as an example, has hmm. to be done under controlled temperature, under controlled conditions. And in a traditional industry, traditional refrigeration industry, if the power goes out on one of these units, it's kind of hard to figure out what has happened. But with blockchain-enabled container ships that are temperature-controlled, you can verify that information really quick and figure out that there's something on wrong. The reason why we're able to do this is because because you can't manipulate a blockchain database. You're unable to uh, insert records in it or or modify it in any way that is not authorized. So once, let's use this beef example from Australia that you talked about. So once it's been, been and I don't want to say stamped on the blockchain, but how, how, is, how is it associated with the blockchain? Like what is the physical thing that becomes a part of this beef on the package that, that puts it on the blockchain? So 
Blockchain is essentially a database, and everyday people, you, me, the beef industry, the, the farmer, are never going to touch blockchain as such. Right. But it powers the underlying system on which. But it needs uh, the some sort of barcode. So it needs a, something that associates it yeah. with the blockchain, right? Correct. Correct. And you can use RFID or barcode. Okay. I'll give you an example. So at the beginning of the farm, you can have, let's say, cattle that are at this farm and they're taken to the harvesting site. Right there at that site, you have a barcode that's generated associated with a certain animal that tags that carcass through its journey as it's, uh, as it's you know, processed and packaged. That barcode signifies the start of that journey. As that barcode right, progresses right. through the processing plant, through the shipping, through mm-hmm. the logistics, and it reaches the end of its journey, right. your actually information is continuously Ian, being added sit, to that. To the, sit yes. tight with us because we're going to do some news and come back in just a few minutes and also talk cryptocurrency because we haven't talked about that as a form of use of the blockchain. It's Ian Khan, technology futurist. Let's get right back to it with Ian Khan. He's the director of the Amazon Prime documentary Blockchain City, also the upcoming film Bitcoin Dilemma, the author of several books as well. He joins us on the phone from Princeton, New Jersey. Ian, uh, when right before the break, we were talking all about applications for blockchain that were what I would consider not non-financial. You didn't mention cryptocurrency once, so I want to dive into that right now. Why why didn't you mention cryptocurrency as one of the top applications for blockchain technology? Because I think that's where a lot of people associate it with. Absolutely. I think cryptocurrency is one important side of blockchain, but not the most important side. And that's, that's uh, my opinion. Uh, it, and it's because cryptocurrencies are in a very initial development phase right now. Yes, Bitcoin has been out there for the last 10, 12 years, but it's ways ahead until the financial systems globally accept cryptocurrencies, if they do, uh, as a stable form of payment or, or asset class. But that's happening very, very slowly. The other applications of blockchain, in fact, are proceeding really much rapidly, and the applications are tremendous, from insurance industry to logistics to food mm. to retail, education, uh, music rights, intellectual property. There's a limitless number of applications. Crypto is just one of them. When do we get to a point where people like me don't ask you questions about applications for blockchain technology? That is where it's something that is so present in our lives, if ever, that we'll all know what it does. Yep. I think it'll be uh, still some time, and it might happen in, a, in different waves across the world. It may happen in certain regions or countries that are fast for adopting digital money or cryptocurrencies, and it might take decades in some other parts of of the world. Uh, And it all depends on adoption. It all depends on how progressive financial systems and governments in those countries are. We're seeing some uh, some countries adopt Bitcoin as a form of currency. El Salvador just did that some time ago, although, yes, a very small nation economically. but, But that push has started to happen. Will that happen in the United States or China or one of the world's largest economies? It's, it's a big, big change, and I don't believe it will happen just in a few days. Do you think it will happen with Bitcoin? That will be the cryptocurrency? Or do you think, you know, one thing that I hear from a lot of experts and people in the space is they've said, OK, well, you know, blockchain technology is like the underlying technology that the, the Internet was in the AOL days. And, and AOL, though, is, is like the cryptocurrency of 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 bitcoin so 
the technology is there, but that's a very early technology. And what you're going to see built on it will significantly surpass what's available right now. I, I think Bitcoin is, um, it, it has the hype associated with it because it was the first cryptocurrency mm-hmm. that was out there. It is. It has a very limited number of cryptocurrencies, bitcoins that will ever be generated, 21 million. And so it's got a few of those factors associated with it. Uh, in my personal opinion, it still has challenges. It still uh, has to overcome those challenges. And some newer cryptocurrencies are way far ahead, way faster, uh, and and have got much more utility than just bitcoin. Uh, but it's 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 one of the popular ones, right? Because it was the first. Uh, to market. And right now is also a time of hype for cryptocurrencies. And we've seen that, uh, you know, when, when certain people are tweeting about Bitcoin, the prices are going up. When they're right. tweeting well, about certain Bitcoin, people, Elon Musk. Tanking. Yes, yes. Yeah. Elon Musk for specifically. Yeah. Specifically. So it's a very hype driven um, uh, era where consumers are taken by what uh, popular figures in the tech industry are doing, and which is not right. Which is, which is a challenge with Bitcoin, that it, it's, its own fundamentals are better than that, and it doesn't deserve to be taken up and down like that. So that's, that's my opinion on that. Ian, do you own any cryptocurrencies? Oh, I do, and it's a very infinitesimally small amount. I have deliberately done that to stay away from any kind of, uh, of you know, question that I might, it may arise. I, I own next to zero cryptocurrencies. Are there certain cryptocurrencies, though, that you are more bullish on than, than others? Uh, in the short term, I think, of course, Bitcoin stays the, the most popular one. Um, I like Hedera Hashgraph, uh, and uh, I like Ripple a little bit. Mm. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, push anybody to buy them or not buy them. Do your due diligence, because there are so many factors that are driving these cryptocurrencies. Some are fast. Some have a limited quantity. Some have an underlying technology. Um, and I interviewed somebody on my documentary, The Bitcoin Dilemma. It's uh, Dr. Lehman Beard, who invented Hedera Hashgraph. And it's, uh, it's a cryptocurrency that's much faster than Bitcoin. And it's got some really good uh, things happening with it. But please do your due diligence, right? And don't go with hype. Uh, do your due diligence. Hey, Ian, um, when you think about the, the future uses of, of, of cryptocurrency, I, I wonder if you do see, you know, like a, a, a country like China actually going through and, and building its own digital currency and, and what that means. I think China is doing something very interesting, and we know they've gone crackdown uh, significantly on cryptocurrency mining which means they are not entertaining cryptocurrency mining in China. Great. Now, what do what will they do? There's a couple of things they could be doing. They could either be creating their own cryptocurrency and starting to plan the next few years and decades and how that would work. Uh, and also, uh, they could be looking at uh, the digitization of, the, of their own currency, the yuan. And so there's two different things they could hmm. be doing. China is really uh, an, an unpredictable adversary. We really cannot predict what China is doing uh, because of, uh, of all the reasons underlying what China does. Do you think- I wouldn't be surprised if they come up with their own cryptocurrency that they use internally, but at a global level, it might be a little bit of a different take. Do you think the U.S. will be able to regulate cryptocurrency? I think it's going to be at least a decade before that regulation happens, although states like Texas have started putting the framework in place. They're attracting 
uh, mining companies, and they're kind of kind of working on that hmm. regulation. I think overall, the United States as a country, right. it might be a while before that happens. Ian Khan, I love talking cryptocurrency. Thank you so much for taking the time and joining us on Bloomberg Business Week Radio. That's Ian Khan, technology futurist, documentarian, author, joining us live on the phone from Princeton, New Jersey.